That was a John Michael Montgomery and a sold the Grundy County auction incident. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show in the company of your Cowboy Casanova, Romeo of the Rodeo, and Italian DJ Nick. And what an amazing career John Michael Montgomery has had. 18 million albums sold, 36 hit singles, 15 number ones and awards galore. And guess what, my people? It's truly an honor and a pleasure to have this living legend of country music with us today. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, Nick. Thank you, brother. Appreciate all the uh, all the good things you said there about me. Oh, well, it's definitely very, very well deserved. And, John, we just heard, you know, um, this uh, one of your many classics, and actually one of my personal all-time favorite country songs that sold the Grundy County Auction Incident. And when it came to this song, any particular stories or anecdotes on how it came about? Well, you know, I was, uh, uh, I had, uh, actually just came off of a hit song called Be My Baby Tonight, and, uh, you know, and it was a, kind of an up-tempo, tongue-twisting type song, and uh, the uh, the same guy that wrote that, uh, co-wrote that, uh, brought that song to me, he said, you know what, after hearing you sing Be My Baby Tonight, I really think you're really going to love this song, Sold the Grundy County Option, when he played it for me, uh, you know, it it reminded me of the days that I was walking to school, and I always walked by the stockyards, mm-hmm. and I'd always hear this guy, uh, you know, I'd hear this auction guy auctioneer up there uh, selling cattle and pigs and stuff and uh it reminded me of that uh, of those of that time and i was like in the seventh grade and uh so uh of course i fell in love with the song and of course the, my next thing was okay can i can i pull this off <laughs> a lot of words you know and uh, a little and, and so anyway uh, when I was singing it, I, I just always thought back to that time period, listening to that guy auctioneer all, uh, all those uh, animals, uh, cows and pigs and stuff. And uh, uh, so when I was singing in the studio, that's what I would re- revert to to try to, you know, kind of sound like an auctioneer doing it. And uh, the song, you know, uh, is really, it's, 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 it really is just, it's still the funnest song. I, I enjoy singing it today as much as the first day I, I ever sang it. You know, it, it really is that much fun. So I, I'm glad to see that it uh, uh, became successful. And it's a big, huge karaoke uh, song out there, apparently, because I keep seeing I keep seeing all these articles and stuff uh, from uh, all these often even rock stars that actually, you know, uh, <laughs> said that they've actually sang that song uh, on. Uh, you know, karaoke before, so uh, you know the the story can go on and on about that song. It it's uh, I think it was actually written about a Grundy uh, uh, County, Tennessee is is where that song actually originated out of. So uh, uh, you know that's definitely one that uh, uh, I'm looking forward to singing the rest of my life. Oh, and, you know, it's definitely a song that uh, gets better and better every time you hear it. And, uh, you know, as far as you know, this year is concerned, I know that this last October you hosted with your uh, brother, Eddie, the Warriors for Freedom event. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about this. Oh, yeah. The uh, Warriors for Freedom uh, is, uh, uh, and Eddie, we only live about 20 minutes from each other. It's kind of funny here in Kentucky. You know? we, we get to see each other from time to time, but... Uh, uh, we got together. Uh, he kind of, I've been golfing for, you know, I guess 20 something years, uh, probably 25, 26 years. And he just never really got into golf. Well, here the last couple of two or three years, he's gotten into golf. Right. And he lived over on this golf course, and uh, we got to golfing a little bit. And 
we got to talking about maybe uh, doing a, a charity tournament and playing a, a little golf charity tournament because uh, you know I had I had hosted several in the past, and he said let's try to do one together. And uh, since our uncles uh, on both sides of the family, especially on our moms, were all uh, military uh, veterans, uh, let's uh, let's do something for them. And so we got we hooked up with uh, some. Uh, uh, folks from the military and uh, uh, and asked them if you know uh, that what we wanted to do, and they came up with the Warriors of Freedom benefit, which uh, of course it it helps uh, uh, it helps uh, you know our military you know have fallen hard times, had some bad luck, or you know got injured uh, in war, but basically it supports uh, you know our military veterans and stuff. So uh, it was a great cause for me and because. Uh, we really, you know, we love our country, and we really, really love our military folks. And uh, so, uh, and it gave us a chance to get together and uh, actually play golf and play a little music at the same time. So the people that come to the event, uh, they get to play some golf, they get to bid on some really great autograph stuff, and, and then they get to see me and Eddie get on stage and jam together, which is a rare Believe it or not, very rare because we have two different booking agencies, two different labels, two different management companies. So it's not very often you get to see us uh, do shows together. So uh, uh, it's 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 a great event, and of course, uh, uh, you know, it, it gives me a chance to spend time with my brother, which I don't get a whole lot of time to do. Oh, and, and that's definitely awesome. And I know that also mother, and among other things, it's something that uh, you know surprised a lot of people. But I think you know in a great way was the fact that you requested a photo with Scotty McCreary, you know, uh, an experienced musician like yourself who has enjoyed so much success. What, in your eyes or in your mind, makes Scotty stand out, you know, compared to his peers? Well, you know, uh, of course, I, I remember when he sang letters from home, uh, uh, American Idol, uh, you know, and. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I thought it was really neat that a young kid like that, you know, appreciated a song like Letters from Home. And uh, and then, of course, you know, the fact that he's still going to school, he's still trying to, you know, he hasn't given up being a teenager or a young man going to school and enjoying that part of life and still trying to balance a career and uh, with fame, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, makes me uh, respect him even more. Uh, and... Plus, you know, I was a young guy when I started in business, so I know what he's going through uh, and everything, the balancing act and everything. So, uh, you know, uh, I, there was a, a respect there for him that I, I thought, uh, you know, I, I really thought he's, he was a, a, a very good role model for a lot of kids out there, you know. And I wanted to show my appreciation by, you know, hey, Scotty, uh, you know, uh, just uh, I'd like to get a picture with you and, and you know, and, and tell you that, you know, I'm a fan, you know, so... Uh, he's uh, he's a good kid, you know, and I hope that he has uh, tremendous success, whether it be in the music business or whatever endeavor that he plans on having, you know, and and uh, because uh, I think, you know, I always pull for the good guys, you know, and I think he's one of the good guys. And uh, when it comes, you know, to a new studio albums and such, are we going to be seeing a successor to uh, Time Flies? Well, you know, what I'm working on right now, believe it or not, is um, I'm I'm working on maybe getting back with Doug Johnson, who also who, who actually re, uh, produced uh, the Lights of Dance album for me back in '92 and '3. He's at uh, he's at a label in Nashville right now that uh, that he uh, is overseeing, and he got in touch with me. He said, "You know, uh, how about because I'm presently I'm 
not with a label or anything. So uh, he taught me and him talked about maybe getting together and uh, uh, you know cutting some new material. And uh, and it was funny because I, I never had really heard it put like this. But he said, you know, I, I want to cut some. I, wanna, I need to. We need to cut some John Michael Montgomery music. You know, and I was like, you know, Indeed. Kind of weird, <laughs> like well, I'm not a, I'm not one of those people that's speaking, you know, third terms or anything. But I was like, well, you know, I never really thought about it that way. And uh, you know, of course, he was the one that put me on the map. You know, the songs that he brought to the table, uh, like "Lights of Dance" and "Beer and Bones" and "I Love the Way You Love Me," were all songs that he actually brought to the table for me. Uh, that made that got my career kicked off in the first place. So I'm looking forward to maybe going in and cutting uh, a few sides with him and then maybe we'll put that on a, another great hits package or something and give it a get it you know give it a go out there and see if uh, fans are interested and uh, you know I, I have a lot of fans that have, uh, keep asking me if I'm going to have new material and uh, so uh, maybe that opportunity will come around this winter and then finally here we're going to be seeing you out with another great song of yours which is I Swear and as far as this song goes any particular stories behind that one? Yeah, you know, the, it was funny. I had just came off of the, uh, the hit, I Love the Way You Love Me, which I really felt like was going to be my ballad. You know, I always loved, uh, I sang a lot of Lionel Richie and stuff like that growing up. Loved it. You know, still, of course, love, still love Lionel. Uh, you know, he was him and George Strait uh, were like, I wore those two guys out on my radio, you know. <laughs> and uh, so... When I was able to cut that ballad, I love the way you love me, and it went to number one for me. I was thinking, okay, that's my career song. I, you know, I was like, that's the, and I, I really believed that that was going to be the one song everybody remembered me by. Mm. And then uh, I, I got to writing with Frank Myers, who was the co-writer of I Swear, and he came up to my house, uh, and we were trying to write some songs together, and uh, he handed me this cassette tape. You know, because back then, you know, they, believe it or not, when I started, we were still doing cassette tapes. <laughs> you know, these had, had just barely got started. And uh, this song, he said, look, he said, I, I, I wrote this song several years ago, back in the late 80s. Uh, it had been put on hold by Alabama. And, I mean, several artists had put this song on hold. But it ended up never, never getting cut by hmm. And it kind of fell through the cracks. And he said, you know, the publishing company that that owns this song doesn't pitch it anymore and he said so i've been carrying this cassette tape with this song in my back pocket and he said i really feel like this you're the guy for this song and so he played it for me on the little cassette player and i was thinking wow that's an awesome song i mean it's kind of a pop sounding song but i was like yeah i love it so you know, I had a brand new producer on my, you know, coming in because Doug Johnson left and went to another label. And uh, we cut that song, and I mean, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I've got a ballad that's bigger than I Love the Way You Love Me on my hands now. And uh, uh, so when it came out, obviously, it it, uh, uh, I, it was, it, we kind of had a feeling that it was special in the studio I was on the road. I came in. I had come in the week before and done vocals on it, and I had to go back out on the road and uh, do some concerts and some interviews and things like that. And I came back in, and Scott Hendricks, my producer, said, "Man, you got to sit 
sit down in his chair and listen to this song. And when he played it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> that, that's, you know, you could just tell that it was a pretty special song. And, of course, you know, it's, it's still, I guess, the biggest hit I ever had. And, and what's funny about it is uh, about three or four months after it came out, the head of Atlantic Records in uh, Nashville called me into his office. He said, I want to ask you something. Mm. He said, uh, do you, what do you think about taking this song pop, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said, we'd have to kind of change some of the recordings, take the steel guitar out, stuff like that. And I told him, I said, look, uh, I don't want to be a pop star. I'm a country music singer, and, and that's what I want to stay. And uh, uh, he said, okay. He said, well, there's another Atlantic uh, Records in New York. They have a, uh, a group. Uh, or band or, or an artist or whatever I couldn't remember what he said that that, that they want to cut it on uh, and uh, put it out how do you feel about that I said you know what the song is bigger than I am if, if they've got somebody who wants to do it you know in the pop R&B rock and roll I'm not going to hold it back and so that's when All For One came out with their version and of course you know it went international and everything uh, and a lot of people you know they they don't know that story, you know, because especially across the pond, everybody thinks that All For One was, you know, probably the, the original singers of that. Uh, and and then uh, I did another album uh, where uh, the, uh, we did a song called I Can Love You Like That. And we actually, both of us, put that song out at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was, that was a great song also and uh, but uh, definitely I swear you know it was uh, people ask me so well when you look back on it do you wish you just went ahead and went pop you could have made you an international star I was like nope you know I love being a country music singer and I'll that's you know I don't want to be a country pop singer a country rock singer a country rap singer a country anything I want to be a country singer and that's that's what I don't want any other thing after my name after that and I said yeah it may have cost me a little bit more fame to not go pop with that uh, but you gotta understand I don't sing to be more famous I sing because I love it and, and I love I grew up being a country music singer and that's the way I want to stay well, definitely more power to you for sticking to your guns in that regard, John, indeed. Well, we're going to be going into this great song. This will be, I swear. And, John, I want to, of course, thank you very, very much for your time. I definitely appreciate it. And, of course, I want to wish you, you know, continued success with all you do. And, uh, you know, uh, and a uh, Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year as well. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show with your Italian DJ, Nick. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 